Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. I am Jiggity Chuck. I'm Godless. And uh, this is your weekly examination of all things metal. We like to call it the Metal Sucks Podcast, where we talk about what is happening in the world of metal and stuff and things and that kind of stuff. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. You can uh, just search Metal Sucks Podcast, find it on iTunes, and uh, make it come to your device, whatever that device happens to be every week. Yeah, if you write reviews, it makes it easier for other people to find it. I think there's also like uh, Stitcher and some other things you can find it for other other podcasting entities as well. I think they even were posted on YouTube uh, now. Oh, yeah. Possibly. So, yeah, you can find Subscribe us there. all over places. And, of course, right at MetalSucks.net every Monday. That's where we put it up there. And this week, let's see, our guest, none other than Michael Amitt. Ooh, we've got a revelation. Uh, something that we thought we, basically we thought we forgot to mention before, and we mentioned it, and now that it's not true. So, wait, what? I, it's kind of weird. But we we entertained him, we'll say that for yes. sure. And the guy is a professional, to say the least. <laughs> he is a professional. <laughs> so, But we got a scoop. We got a scoop in this one. We did? Yes. What did we get? Well, I'm not going to tell you. you got to wait for the interview. Oh, or do we have to post it on Wikipedia when it's done? Yes. Do we actually get a Wikipedia entry if we yeah, listen, for this up I, I think we should. If you're, right, if, right. Hey, if you're a Wikipedia editor, I've never done that. I mean, I've tried it and yeah. then f- totally failed at it. Yeah. So, yeah. Because most of the stuff I say is not real. <laughs> it, it just, yeah, it's it's all good, though. But uh, we got Michael Amit in here. We're going to listen to a new song from uh, Arch Enemy called Never Forgive, Never Forget. That's coming up. Also, something uh, new from Septic Flesh on here. Uh, this episode that you put in your best of so far list, mm-hmm. which uh, I, I did not. I'm waiting for those to get published. I can't wait. <laughs> well, uh, well, yours is pretty good, man. I mean, mine is. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. I always feel weird when I put out any kind of list of any kind because as soon as I put it out, it's already. Oh, what about this? Oh, damn it! I forgot <laughs> about this. Oh, what about that? Oh, yeah, that is pretty good. Oh, son of a bitch! All right, man. But let's see. The we got some news this week. Uh, uh, we were going to talk about uh, Between the Bear and Me, but we'll do that yeah. toward the back of the show because uh, they decided not to play any more old music. So I got something to say about that, <laughs> especially after seeing them live last time. Uh, well, well, yeah, I'll say that for after the interview. <laughs> but uh, the big news that happened this Friday, actually, I think it happened on Friday evening, uh, was the band King 810, which is not big news by themselves, uh, but they got arrested when they were flying to Download Festival. Uh, to play one of their first European performances, and uh, those guys uh, suck. <laughs> and end segment. <laughs> all right, segment's done. All right, that, but really, that, I mean, you, that's you, all we need. Considering everything that's gone on around them, the idea that they would be let out of the country seems like a bit of a stretch at this point. Uh, no? You know what, though, I'm, I'm starting to think that all of it is just a whole machine that is working to make it all sort of be its thing. Oh, you think this is like? I a, think it's a thing to be a thing. Yeah. Now. Yep. They got to get arrested so that way everybody goes, "Oh, these." guys are legit yeah it's the rep man uh, you gotta hold up the reputation you gotta make it look legit now i man. like that idea because you take what works in rap and you apply it to metal and everybody goes oh it's new but it's not it's rap yeah done metal yeah yeah exactly i mean they show up on stage uh was it rock on the range or wherever they played with the uh, ak-47s or whatever yeah. uh, all the guys standing around with their bandanas looking tough and all that stuff yeah yeah, yeah. I, I dig it they're 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 going in i mean all all feet our head are pointed the same way. Say it all guns blazing. You know how it, you, yeah, you know how it is. Sometimes you go see a band and like the three guys up front are wearing all black t-shirt, black jeans, the whole thing. And then the drummer in the back is like wearing like his Arby's t-shirt, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, y'all got to get on the same page. Say what you will about King 810. Those guys are all on the same page. Uh, they're on the same page, but I think it's all because they don't have another page. Yeah, there's, there's only there, one there, page. Yeah, there, it's not like there's any, there's multiple pages. There's no intricate stories or anything cool there. It's like, yeah, that's no. And what no, I think is kind of cool is like, is, is that, all right, so they're from Flint, Michigan, right? Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. if you'd if you seen uh, uh, Roger and Me, you remember that old documentary, oh, yeah, Roger yeah, yeah, and Me? Yeah, yeah. That 
takes place in Flint, Michigan, because yeah. it used to be this boom town with all these uh, auto manufacturing yeah, it was, it was plants. Like auto parts and yeah. all that. Yeah, everybody left and left this like ghost town, right? And 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 really, I mean, the last time I was in Flint was like twenty two, well, twenty years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a ghost town. There's no food. There's well, no. Well, it is like the murder capital capital of the United States. Right. I mean, it is it is one of the highest per capita places to be murdered in the United States. Right. But you go to Flint and you walk down the street and you're like, you know, this sucks. This is boring and there's nothing to do. But if you go down walking down the street with an AK-47, trouble's probably going to come around. You maybe, know what I mean? Maybe. But I what, what 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 do they think they're defending? But if you show up at a music festival, though, that's that's really where you need an AK-47. I mean, that's that's what yeah. I think. Yeah, I need some kind of automatic weapon. Is yeah. when I'm at a music festival because <laughs> then you know there might be some people that yeah, it's just this poser thing, and it's like oh. But what what's terrible about it is is that I was reading, uh, I was looking at their Facebook page, oh, which is. Yeah, in and of itself. Oh, but the comments are great. And oh, well, I didn't even read the comments. I didn't even get that far because usually that, I start with comments. No, it's the the level of dick sucking that is going on with these guys is sort of crazy because it's kind of this. I think people can see the forest for the trees. Like they can see that this is a, that that they're kind of trending up. So like, there's a metal hammer hammer metal hammer article on there pre download right talking about how blah 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 these guys are the next blah 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 and they're real and it's all about this because they've experienced this and yeah because they come from the streets and that's what it's all about and it's like yeah but that doesn't make their fucking music any good yeah i mean the what's 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 terrible is is that that musically they are pretty much fucking awful so that's really where i start but yeah, more than anything else, I was like, you can be from the streets, you can be whatever, you can have that that legitimacy or what, whatever you want to call it. But musically, if you're terrible, I got three words. Uh, no, I, 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 I got I'm less. Done. I got three letters for you. What? I C P. You do oh, not yeah, need yeah. True, great true. music, man. And those guys have got a bigger, better career yeah. than just about anybody else out there. Yeah, yeah. They don't need good. it. It's just that they've got focus. Yeah, I mean the, the the game plan has already been written, and King Eight Ten are just following the steps. Yeah, yeah, you are right there because they, because they get the good marketing behind them, and they they make the stuff that people like. The, they make the hats with the big King letters on it, and they make the the uh, the the bandanas and the, all the stuff, and it becomes this whole kind of tribal sort of. I want to join this sort I of thing. I want to interview these guys, man, because I think that like. I think that no. I think that there's. I'm gonna say no because I could give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, let me do like, it. Like, I'll I'm, do it on my own. Like I'm looking at this over here, going, I could play some of the song so you can hear how terrible it is. Uh-huh. I don't even want to do that yeah. for you. <laughs> Why? Because I don't even want to give it that that much time. Just, like, like the fact that we're talking about it on this show, like <laughs> like it almost irritates me to the point where I want to I want to claw my own face <laughs> off right now because it's just not we shouldn't even be talking about this shit. You know, it's one thing to be talking about between the married and me or it's one thing to be talking about, you know, issues that are regarding with metal or this or whatever, but this right here, this is just a hard rock music that is retread Slipknot yeah. or retread Five Finger Death Punch. It's shit that's already been out there and it's a bunch of people that are making poses so that they can take cool pictures and be fucking cool and sell some records. They'll be Revolver's best album of the year until they piss them off like Korn did. It'll, it's all going to be there. But I'll tell you what, and here's the, just, ugh, but God, here's the lesson, right? There's, there's, there's probably a hundred bands and, you know, I'm sorry, but probably no more than that. A hundred bands out there, right, that make really great music and can't get signed. True can't get signed and they show up to their shows they have their jeans they you know their buddy draws a skull on the flyer and and why can't we get signed can't yeah. get signed can't get anybody's they, they, attention they, they don't have a they don't have a complete unified like image or exactly whatever. that's what's gonna really get you over the edge you know figure out a way to do something like this See, you know stop fighting it and just buy in but that but that i just don't know no no, I, but see, no, I, no. I you can hate the music, but still respect the marketing. Yeah, but that's just Roadrunner. I mean, that's that's Roadrunner doing this, their job. No, this is they got the attention of Roadrunner because they did it. Well, well, no, that's true. They probably had some of this stuff already working, but but I mean, Roadrunner saw that potential and went with it and went for it, which amazes me. That's yeah. that's why we need to get. To, I want to get somebody from Roadrunner right. on explain on this. this to talk about this. Yeah, because that's what gets me is like, okay, so by the way. 
you see these dudes who do this shit and get arrested in the airport and get stopped everywhere they go. So, so, so why did you sign them again? Uh, and why? Because they're going to sell records, man. Yeah, in the end, because they're going to sell records. Ultimately, that's why you would do such a thing. Yeah. Right? And but, hey, if I'm a musician, you know what I want to do? I want to sell records too. I, maybe, I guess, but uh, and no, no, but there is no bad press. I mean, so no right. matter what, there is no bad press, whether it's you going to jail or you going to this or whatever. There is no bad press. It would have been hilarious to see the Europeans staring blankly at these guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that would have been kind of fun. <laughs> With a bunch of dudes on stage. How do they get their AK-47s over to over to London? I don't know. How's that, how does that work? How does that work? I mean, uh, you're oh, kind of... Gonna... I, I figure they're like, they're, they're probably like, oh, it's all right, man. We'll hit the store on our way. No, you know, not, they don't realize that in they're, England... They're probably not even real ones. It's probably they're all probably just props, man. Yeah, there, was in that, the end. there was that really old joke by um, oh uh, Bobcat Goldthwait talking about how less people got murdered in all of England than uh, uh, than like the, the the city of New York City in in that particular year. Mm-hmm. And he said either gun control works or the British couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. It's yeah, you're not. I don't think you're gonna get that. They'll, they'll just be standing there with baseball bats. Mm. Yeah, probably bats. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can do or something. Good luck trying. Well, cricket bat. A cricket oh, there bat. you go. There you go. That that worked in Shaun of the Dead. I, I think it's in. <laughs> uh, terrible. I don't know. I just don't get the whole st- bowing up thing. And I, I mean, I get why they do it because it's the ICP. You thing, can't be this good at marketing and also be that. Uh, real you know what i mean if you're stupid enough True. to do what it is that they claim that they do you do not have the wherewithal to, to put this together the way right, they put right, it together right you can't actually put together a campaign so yeah. I, this is why i'd like to interview them either there's four doofuses and one genius or a bunch of idiot savants you know there's no one way or the other you know something's they're clicking somehow and it's working I'm. I'm. It's like, just I they mean, need a songwriter yeah. in there. Maybe get rid of one of the doofuses and get a songwriter in. Get a songwriter. <laughs> Jesus. No, but more than that, like I said, I'm not playing it. I mean, you're trying. You're, you're trying to lure me in to play the song, and I'm not going <laughs> to do it. Learn. I'm not. I'm honestly, I'm not going to do it. Like I refuse. No, it's that. Okay. Kill them all. Kill them all. Kill them all. Kill them all. It's stupid. Kill them all. Kill them all. Kill them all. And, and, you know, as a human being, as a human being, I'm like, you're not saying anything. You're not doing anything new. Everything. Why would I waste any of my. It's like Fox News. I'm going to feel dumber by the time this is done. I'm not going to tune in. We wasted 10 minutes talking about it. No, we haven't wasted it because I think that there's value in this. These guys are successful. I think other people need to look at the success and say, this is how we need to. That's true. We need to apply some of this to what we're doing. Yeah, that that at least is true. You got to learn a lesson from it. Right. Nothing else. Exactly. I'm not suggesting that other bands need to get AK-47s on stage. I think that would be. (laughs) It's stupid. I don't know. I could see the Atlas Moth up there with the <laughs> dudes on the side of the thing. Oh, uh, just yeah. to, or just Tesseract li- or something, you know. I, I was yeah, just listening to their on. covers album this morning. <laughs> the, the Atlas Moth's so good. Oh, uh, but yeah, the... Uh, uh, yeah, you know, having the, the lesson here is that these guys have got a unified message. They take one little stupid fact that was it Flint is like the murder capital yeah, murder of Michigan town or whatever. Is what it's nicknamed or right, whatever. which is you know. Have you been to Chicago? Shut up. All right. <laughs> well, it's like you know, you take some little thing about your town or wherever you're from, you figure out a story to tell. Whatever the story is, remember when like Jonathan Davis and Corn were popping up? The big story was, oh my god, this guy's so screwed up because of like I remember hearing rumors like yeah, he's got yeah, aids yeah, yeah. or oh, he's his got dad this, molested or, by his dad yeah. or all those other things that people said or, it was like okay we can talk about this it was like it wasn't just corn the music it was like uh this guy was interested it's to got talk a backstory about. or some kind of story that gives you some kind of something interesting other than exactly metal yeah. hammer and 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 metal maniacs but and all the magazines legit, man. and the oh, blogs man. they're not going to write about you unless you've got some sort of story to tell Kill them all. Even if it's Kill a stupid all. ass Kill story, <laughs> but you could, if your story is we're just another band and we're trying to get signed, nobody cares. But wait a minute, maybe it's about the music you make and it's uh, going to be good enough for them to write about the music that you make and have it be good. Wait, oh, maybe that's important. Maybe that could be something. Maybe you could write something that so subjective. Like, like I could honestly, you think about the Mastodon story, quote unquote, or something like that. No, don't really give, give a shit about the story behind Mastodon. I grew to love the music. Yeah. You know, and that was what was important in that case. And hey, that, like, it can't happen every day, but still. Hey, look, you want to win the lottery? Go win the lottery. First 
personally, you know, I'm going to try to, you know, earn a salary here, however I can do it. Hey, man. Come it, on, not man. every band is, it's got like a completely unique sound. And a, no, no, I agree with that. But, but, but they got to try. Awesome I mean, hair. If you're, but if you're not, <laughs> that, I don't know. Anybody can have an awesome hair. You just need a little mane and tail. Mane and tail brought to you by Menon. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know, man. It's, uh, I don't know. I think you should stop focusing. You, you got to focus on marketing to a point. Yes. But you can't not ignore the music. There's not like one or the other. You we, know? Exactly. Well, I think that's the thing. It's got to be a good balance. Well, see, this is the thing. Two. I think people look at the marketing side of it and they go, oh my God, they're so good at marketing. Their music must suck as a result. And I'm saying that, yes, oh, no, no. a lot of the times the really great marketers are really sucky music, but everyone once in a while, boom, it works on true, both sides, true. and that's what we need it to happen. You need to have great music and have great marketing, and then you're a juggernaut. And that's somebody like me. We're a juggalo, and, but a juggernaut. <laughs> no, that music is not good. I'm sorry. I hate to tell you, juggalos. Uh, magnets but those guys were smart, are not miracles. Smart as hell, because it was like, I remember the early days with ICP in Michigan, man. It was like, they no, tagged they are everything. They are fucking brilliant. There, there was, everything was tagged. Every, nobody knew what And they ICP still are, for. too. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they still are damn good at it. Yes. I, I don't know how. Strangle Mania videos are hilarious, oh, man. They, dude, the, Big money rustlers. Oh my I tell God. you what, they got major motion pictures, man. <laughs> Damn. 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 I, and I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced it's the fat one who's smart and the skinny one is an idiot. I'm oh, thoroughly hey, convinced of it. It's but the, it works. What are you know? going to do today? <laughs> yeah, it's a, a violent J and what's the other one? Two dope or yeah, dope. Yeah. I, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, they were like, it was like, we're going to have four Joker cards, right? So now you're not just buying one album. Now you've got to have all freaking four of them. Mm-hmm. And oh, we're gonna kill ourselves after the fourth one or whatever that story yeah, yeah, yeah. was. It was brilliant, brilliant marketing. You gotta love it. Come I, on, I was ready to kill myself after the first song, but you know. <laughs> All right, kids. If you're in a band, write good music or write really, really shitty music, and have good marketing. Or the, the, the takeaway no, from this. The takeaway is have good marketing, no matter whether your music sucks or not. Yeah. Okay. All right. There we go. Or you get know, get creative. Yeah. Have a story. Have, you know, come up with bandanas. And, Get arrested. Yeah, there you go. Arrested. I like that. That's a great way to do it. You know, band arrested for blah, blah, blah. Uh, blame heavy metal for some more stuff, right? What did I, wait, what did I hear? We get heavy metal got blamed for something just recently. Like, uh, oh, good. Uh, another murder. Oh, damn it. Ah, it was actually. Was it one of those uh, like shooting sprees? Maybe it might have been. I don't remember. We got blamed for something, but I yeah. was like, awesome. Yeah, All right, finally. You know, I think a band should like when you schedule a tour, right? You should be like, we've just you know got our merch oh, guy no, out of jail. The- we got our merch guy out of jail, and and uh, we're on the lamb. The tour is <laughs> is us on the lamb. You know, something like that. Yeah. No, it was um, it was the Slender Man thing. The whole the twelve year old girls that stabbed the other twelve year old girl, like the Slender Man meme. I think I was that. Anyway, we need to get into our interview with uh, Michael. <laughs> I don't know what we're totally like going off course now. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna play some uh, Septic Flush here in a little bit. We're also gonna hear some new Arch Enemy. First, we are gonna hear from Arch Enemy's guitarist and a former Carcass and guitarist, a uh, Michael Emmett, on the Metal Sucks podcast. Hey, Michael, I wanted to wish you congratulations. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now, when is the baby due? <laughs> uh, War Eternal? <laughs> no, no, come on. You know what I'm talking about. There's no way that your, your, your wife would have quit the band to do anything other than give birth to your <laughs> child. Well, actually, we haven't been a couple for a while, so. Is that right? <laughs> I, how come nobody tells me these things? I don't know. We need to be in the tabloids more. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's why we've got you here. Yeah. Metal sucks would do. <laughs> no, but, well, the first off, you know, congratulations actually on the well, we've talked about it on the on the podcast before about how well this transition sort of played out for you guys and oh that's something goodness. that's something that not many bands could actually pull off. Yeah. Well, you know, the best way to keep a secret is to not tell anybody. True. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of that's how we did it that's, 
that's how we did it yeah but i mean yeah it obviously became increasingly more uh, complicated as we went into recording studios shooting videos doing artwork and you know <laughs> you know getting a lot of other people involved in the creative process so Please. of course towards the end uh things started to uh, get a bit complicated but um you know what we just felt we the fans we did it for the fans and ultimately for us as well i guess but i think the fans would have just been in a lot of it would been very distressing for the fans if you just announced that the iconic lead singer has quit and then there's no new music <laughs> for like six months or something you know you didn't give us a, ch- a yeah. chance to like go oh no <laughs> i know <laughs> i know yeah I mean, it really was like Cirque du Soleil like. Yeah, it was. I mean, because okay, this is, this announcement is made, and boom, the video's out online. And I mean, just exactly. just keeping all those all those balls in the air, just you know, all those people under wraps. I mean, that's that's incredible. Yeah, we actually had management companies from much larger bands than us uh, contact us and say out of the blue and say. You know, we learned something today. <laughs> you guys did it. <laughs> so, who- but then I've also heard. <laughs> then I've also heard. Like uh, I read somewhere, the fans were saying. Uh, you know, somebody was saying somewhere that uh, there's probably a big marketing budget behind this, and blah blah blah, a lot of money behind. Uh, but yeah, that's not really the case either. Well, but uh, yeah, I mean, we we managed to keep it. Um, but you know, it was kind of easy to keep that secret in a way because uh, the band means a lot to us, and we felt it was important. And it was nice as well because we, we could just focus on making the music and making a, you know, creating the best music that we could. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that. The, the guy who sets up the microphones in the studio going, oh, man, I got this thing. I get this thing. And then say, with Twitter and <laughs> oh, Facebook totally. and everything else, somebody's got to like, do you put a gun to their head and say, if you talk. How many yeah. bodies? How many bodies were behind this? <laughs> right. I mean, how many? Where are they buried? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know. We actually engineered the album ourselves, so it was kind of a. Uh, that was uh, Nick and and Daniel from in the band uh, actually uh, of you know in the band they uh, engineered the album and uh, so that helped out a lot, of course. How does that a phone call to Alyssa go? I mean, it's like, hey, welcome to the band. Shut up. You know, how, how do you do that? I mean, well, she's got to be like the most excited person on earth when you make that phone call. Yeah. I mean, uh, I tell everybody, and I'm not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't know. She was good with it, actually. She was. Uh, she knew that it, it carried a lot of. Uh, she wanted it to be right as well, you know, because she was kind of vulnerable position, as we were, were as well, of course. But I mean, probably more so her. With, um, if you consider, you know, she's going to be compared, and you know, and uh, to what's been before her, you know, so. Yeah, that judgment is going to be laid against her more than anybody else. Yeah, you know, then, you know, <laughs> and for us as well, I knew we couldn't just write a, a, it was definitely not an autopilot type of writing going on for this album, you know, it was kind of, we tried to, yeah, we had a lot of time as well, so we actually could write something really cool this time. We didn't like go straight on a Friday, end of world tour on a Friday and start pre-production on a Monday. That's what we've done a few times with this band. But um, we actually had all of 2013 off completely from touring. So we just started up again. We're in, we just four shows into our um, European tour, our summer tour. How's it going with Alyssa on stage? Fantastic. Yeah. It's really, yeah. I mean, I was expecting to be much more of a, I was expecting to, you know, sort of really get in there and sort of do the groundwork again and rebuild the band not only fan-wise, but also, you know, our performance and how we, you know, we had such a tight machine, you know, <laughs> we were going 12 years straight with Angela touring the world and, you know, we really had a, it dialed in. But, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. It was just, it's already very, very strong now. So, But at least I was talking to her this morning. She thinks she feels that she's at like 60 or 70% now. So I'm excited about the what's to come well, well she definitely had the i mean she had the skills from the agonist i mean she not like she was a slouch or anything that would and the agonist had a good performance and stage presence so yeah she's paid her dues i guess so uh, do you have have you always had like your cd collection like divided out between the chicks death metal singers and everybody else just in case you needed to make this switch <laughs> um no <laughs> 
No, I, no, absolutely not. So, I, um, what was your relationship with Alyssa prior to asking her to join? Um, not a very deep one, I have to say. I just knew of her a little bit. She, she's a friend of Angela's, so I kind of knew her a little bit through Angela. She, uh, Alyssa, would come to our shows and when we played in Montreal and and just say hello and you know. And I just knew that I knew of her band, of course, and I knew that she was a great singer. That's all, really. And then when all this stuff happened, um, she was the first name that came up. And because if you think about it, there's not a lot of—I don't know—it just felt natural to go with a female, another female singer. That was our first, and her name came up almost immediately. And then you know, we didn't really consider anybody else. Anybody else and flew her over to Sweden, worked on some new music we rehearsed the old stuff and uh went in and demoed some stuff even and then when she went back home to canada left sweden it, it um it really felt like we had the beginning of um what could possibly be a, a future for the band so now angela is still involved with the band though right she is yeah i mean she's been managing us uh since uh 2008 yeah and she's I don't know. We didn't really see my. That might seem really peculiar <laughs> from an outside point of view, but I mean, she's really. Um, she has our best interest at heart. We know that, and uh, you know, I don't know what manager she actually. She's been through this, you know, and I don't know what manager you can say that about. You know, that has actually. She's been on these tour buses. She's been to these venues. She's been to these airports. <laughs> she's taken those flights. <laughs> she knows everything about. Uh, the band and, and how we like to operate, you know. So she's obviously. We just felt that it would be cool to stick with her as a manager. But that's got to be hard for her to watch from the outside, though. I mean, it, you know, after being in the middle of it, being on stage, being in the yeah. excitement of it. Mm-hmm. But she's going to be breastfeeding before you know it. <laughs> um, I think she's really enjoying it. You know, she always really enjoyed the business uh, side of things. Um, she. Uh, what can I say? She, I think she, uh, uh, you know, a spreadsheet probably gets her more excited than a live stage at this point. What made that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's German. She's German. She likes to do budgets. Ah, numbers. <laughs> buy, buy the numbers. Uh, yeah, I exactly. can see that. They're good with numbers. Yeah, right. Calculations. So, what, but was she just like, look, uh, you know, everybody smells in this bus. Tired or, of the road or... Yeah, what was it? To be honest, it wasn't like one thing. I think it was just a... This obviously a big life-changing uh, decision for her, and I don't think those kind of decisions come overnight or very lightly. I think it's uh, I think it's just a lot of things accumulating and uh, feeling that she wasn't into it anymore. I think it was a gradual thing, and it wasn't really a huge surprise to us. You know, we'd seen it coming for a while, but you always hope, you know, that yeah, we're going to take some time off, and then we'll come back. You'll feel better. You'll be more into it, and you know, I guess in the end, she just was not into it at all. You know, but she, she's, uh, she's, uh, I don't know. It's not like she's di- dead or something, you know. Yeah. The legacy. Yeah. She's leaving a great legacy behind. She kind of just got out, and I guess she'll be a legend forever now. Well, I'll just age in disgrace. <laughs> in the public eye I see Jeff Walker's uh, sense of humor has totally rubbed off <laughs> but I mean I would imagine I mean I, I, how long did you spend trying to talk her out of this decision uh, a couple of years <laughs> <laughs> yeah was it right yeah. after, was it right after chaos that she decided or like that touring cycle or yeah yeah I think so yeah. after that during during that touring cycle yeah and but you know you always think that we had been running for 12 years straight you know 11 12 years at that point straight just recording touring recording touring and not taking any time off longer than maybe one month uh, you know never anything longer than a month four weeks off so I mean, we did work it very hard and um you know i and it's like i've been saying as well to people that you know if you if you don't love this if you don't actually love this gypsy life that we lead and the, you know it, it's got to be the worst possible thing that you could do with your life if you feel that you're missing out on something at home and you'd rather be somewhere else doing something else i think this is a nightmare this life you know touring and and not being at home yeah the hectic schedules and everything else uh, it's, you, you either love it or you just learn to hate it and hate it and hate it even more yeah i mean i, I don't know how to do anything else so i literally don't have any other skills so <laughs> i'm kind of stuck here 
<laughs> Not gonna no, go. I mean, I, I just think it's, you know, for me, it's one of the things where I found my passion. I started playing bands when I was 13, 14, and uh, I still enjoy it. You know, I, it's one of those rare cases, I guess, where you just find your passion at a very early age. And I'm still as passionate about jamming, rehearsing, playing live, recording, and doing interviews with the Metal Sucks podcast. <laughs> it's just, oh, <laughs> it's this guy, a, all right. It's still a huge thrill. <laughs> That's a drop. All right. Love it. All right. Good times. Well, I would, I would imagine now with this, with, with Alyssa's like enthusiasm in there, that's just got to get everybody pumped. Step it all up. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we're kind of seeing it through their eyes now, you know, her and Nick Cordell, who used to be an artist who we pinched uh, a couple of years ago. I mean, uh, they're just really fired up, you know, and that rubs off, you know, and to be honest with you, on the Chaos Legions, when we went out on that, we had two members in the band that really, probably, even if they didn't know it at that time, they didn't really want to be there, you know. Since then, my brother left, and then Angela's now gone, so we're left with um, a bunch of people who really want to do this now. So well, we have a band that's really uh, excited. Michael, it sounds like, I mean, personally, you must feel a little sort of isolated, a little... I don't know, under attack. I mean, it's like you put out your, your another single and your brother puts out something the same day. You know, y- y- your manager's your ex-girlfriend. I mean, it's <laughs> that's got to be challenging. <laughs> In what way? Hey, well, everybody's <laughs> out to get you. <laughs> y- your ex-girlfriend gets 20%. <laughs> She gets, uh, she doesn't get 20%. <laughs> <laughs> um... I think, you know, uh, I'm still good friends with my brother and, you know, it's not, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I mean, that's family, you know, that's, uh, I met him over Christmas. He lives in, um, he lives in New York actually nowadays, but I don't see him that often, but I met him over Christmas in my parents' house and we hung out and had a good time. So there's nothing, um, I don't know. That's not something I'm really thinking about a lot. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, that. it's all about moving forward, going, going, going now at this point. Yeah, just you're not going to send him a Christmas card this year. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm so busy now. and I'm really, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm doing, I'm writing and performing music, which is what I love doing. And yeah, I'm very, very happy, actually. No, and the new record is is pretty stellar. I have to say, like it's. Um, I just listened to it again, or actually for the first time, full through yesterday. Because oh, I got, I, got it. I know, I know, bitch. I got a hold of it. God damn it! That's what the internet can do for you. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a it's it's a step forward for you guys. It really is. Yeah, yeah, I'm really proud of it. That's all I can say. I don't think this. Like I said, it was. Uh, I kind of felt like probably I probably felt like well, we had something to prove. <laughs> My back was against the wall, I guess. So it's and, got a uh, it's got a different texture. I mean, Alyssa obviously, you know, has just yeah. got a little different tone. So mm-hmm. she does, yeah, she does. I mean, she's a very musical, a very musical growler. <laughs> I don't know how. To put yeah, that. her timing is impeccable. Um, she's not a pure death metal singer. You know, Angela came from much more of a uh, old school death metal roots, you know. Uh, Alyssa's got a more of a, a range, I'd say, and but uh, we stuck to it. Was a very, it's a very heavy album, very, uh, very musical. I think. I think we went all over the place. Well, that's what a lot of us. I mean, from the outside, going, okay, here's where we, uh, here's where we get the sing scream thing going. You know, knowing mm-hmm. knowing what she can do, what because she's got some pipes on her as far as you know, vocal, like you said, range and stuff. So. I was like, yeah. all right, wow, okay, sticking with the sticking with the what you guys were doing before. That's the pretty interesting choice. Yeah, well, I too mean, much change all at once. You don't want to go too yeah, far. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, I start, I formed the band, you know, in '95, and I wanted to create the heaviest melodic band of all time. But the melodies are coming from the guitars. You know, it's yeah. I want to do mix up thrash and death metal, and push melody more classic heavy metal than anybody ever had done previously. You know, the, the harmonies and the melodies. Judas Priest, I made them, that kind of influence in there as well. And I mean, that's, we're still, I'm still running with the same sort of concept, I guess. They're just writing new songs. And um, there are a few steps. I mean, now I'm working, collaborating with uh, Nick Cordell on this album. And 
he's got you know he's been listening to stuff that I've never really heard you know he's he's grown up being growing up obviously listening to stuff like um, Emperor for instance which I've probably never heard in my whole life you know because it's not where I'm coming from you know what I mean he's got a different sort of uh, uh, perspective on music and I think the blend is really cool who are you dating now? <laughs> I'm dating Nick Cordell. <laughs> That's where I was going. That's where I was going. It's got to be so much easier to date somebody who's in the band than somebody who's I know, not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to drop that formula, you know. I'm yeah. Gonna, and uh, Alyssa didn't want me, so <laughs> sticking, sticking with Nick. <laughs> Dan is right out, you know. So, but you've been doing this for a long time. How do you find that? Balance. I mean, I know that you and Angela were together for a long time. I assume maybe you guys weren't together for long at all. I mean, we just learned today that you guys aren't together anymore. Uh, how I balance what? Well, just the personal life with your uh, love of the road and studio and, you know, being out with Nick and Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I don't really have much of a personal life. <laughs> just gave up I on it? Know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the I internet helps with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I'm very, I don't know. Right now, I'm very happy playing music and doing what I do. I'm, I'm kind of living my dream, I guess, every day, you know? Absolutely. So, but yeah, who knows in the future? But, you know, I really, I mean, I, I, we had all year, last year, we were just, I was just writing, you know? I wasn't really, I, was, I wasn't out playing shows or anything and that was for the first time in a very long time. And uh, I had time to sort of reflect. and uh, But, you know, I didn't pick up gardening or anything. So I just continued to write metal and, and play guitar. So I guess. So nice. I, don't know what the, I don't know what the letter combination is of my uh, condition. but It sounds like AD&D, actually. <laughs> you should be like, sitting around playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, now you're sounding even more isolated. <laughs> Do you at isolation. least like live? In, yeah. Do you see, like live in an apartment building? But see, at you, least? See, you see, you hear isolation. I hear focus. Is what I hear. <laughs> I'm very focused. I wake up every day. Uh, every day, I'm doing something for music. You know, with my music. Uh, there's not a day that goes by that I'm not working on music or doing something band related or approving merch or doing something to push the band forward to move everything forward that's just how I, I wake up and that's, I drink my coffee and that's what I do but you're a good looking guy you sound incredibly intelligent obviously with a successful band is it just come so easy relationships wise <laughs> that you, you're just like ah, you know that's to she's got funny ears you know and I uh, know how, how do we get in on this how do we end up talking about this <laughs> oh, well, oh, who knows? <laughs> I'm, I'm just asking because I, I, you know, we're, this is we're all worried goes, about you, man. We want to make sure <laughs> yes. that you that that you're comfortable, that you feel good. Man. Exactly. I would, I would, I want you to sustain, it's and I would. Concern. I, yeah. Yes, exactly. I, I, I would, <laughs> I would want you to sustain, and I feel like if you felt like there was a that that lack of balance, or that, that there was pressure, something that missing, building up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that you wouldn't, uh, you know, you would, go, you know, pull an angel on us. No, no, no. I'm good. Really, I appreciate the concern. <laughs> Do you have a like Christian Mingle profile or OK Cupid or anything like that? <laughs> What's that? Dating, dating for yeah. uh, touring musicians. Yeah, right. yeah, something like that. So they got a new Metalheads dating Metal site. Metalhead you know? dating, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, now one thing that I wanted to make sure that I had talked to you about or asked you about was uh, was. Be- just because I'm such a huge fan of, of obviously Carcass, as many of us are, uh, so okay. I g- got to see the reunion when you guys did that. I guess it was 2010. Awesome. Uh, what? Uh, how did you? How did you get uh, excluded from the new stuff? Did you choose not to do that with those guys with with them going forward? And just was it a focus on Arch Enemy instead? I mean, the reunion was a lot of fun. Of course, it was incredible. Had a blast, and it was fun reconnecting with Bill and Jeff again. Yeah, at the end of the day, you know, we did the reunion tour sort of for a couple of years. It was only supposed to be eight shows in the summer of 2008, and it turned into sort of two years of touring around the world. And at some point, you know, I wanted to get back and and continue working with Arch Enemy, which is, uh, you know, a band I founded in 95. And it's, uh, you know, it's my vehicle, you know, it's where I write my songs, it's where I express myself and... As much as I love the the reunion, the Carcass shows, 
I just needed to take, I couldn't really focus, I couldn't keep doing shows with them. And I think at that point they, uh, when did that album come out? That was that last year, right? That was last year. Yeah, so I mean, that was 2010 when I told them that um, I couldn't really do any more shows uh, at that time because I was going to go on the road with um, Arch Enemy with a new album. Um, And then I guess, yeah, I mean, at some point they decided to make a new record, continue and move forward, which I think is, they did the right thing for them. I think anything else would have been a a waste, really, of opportunity and uh, talent. So what did Jeff say to piss you off and, and send you <laughs> <Yeah>. off? <laughs> well, that's what, that's what Jeff does. <laughs> he's very, yeah, he's good. That's got to be a challenge on the road, that personality. <laughs> you know what? I've known him for a very, very long time, and he's one of the, he's one of the kindest people, actually. But he, uh, he does like to wind people up and... You know, he likes to spin a few things. But, you know, I mean, he's an awesome guy and a very talented guy as well. Yeah, he so called... Not, I mean, they, they, that, gave me, they gave me my first break, if you will, you know, when I joined them. When I joined them as a young boy. And, um, and I have nothing but good things to say about both of them, really. Well, I don't both know. I, I, look, I look at the albums that you played on with them. I don't know if they gave you the break or that worked the other way around in some cases because uh, 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 yeah, that's uh, when they got huge. Uh, so, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I, I, I they were—they uh, were gracious enough to let me contribute. You know, I mean, that's how I view it. And that really shaped me as a musician. You know, of course, those early experiences with them, and the reunion was great as well. It just—I'm uh, really happy for them that they've continued. I mean, it's great. I yeah. see them, you know, they're a different kind of band than Arch Enemy as well, you know. It's the, Arch Enemy is where I'm at musically. I think there's room enough for both. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I mean, as far as in the in the metal world, there's definitely room enough for both. So. Yeah. Not in your world, or what do you No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was just, it was one of those things that every time I, you know, because I think about hard work, I think about tools of the trade, I think about necroticism, and I'm like, I, I can't subtract you from those albums either, you know, so... It's neither neither can Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so did the break no. with Angela happen before or after the break with Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they got along great. Not. Um, <laughs> um, I broke up with Jeff first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that must have been tough too, because you're like when you, if when the break with Angela happens, you have you've got your entire. Everything is wrapped up in that, right? There, there's such a risk in that. Oh, yeah. When things are challenging, you're like, am I holding on for the wrong reasons? Yeah, you're right. What can I say? That was a challenging moment, of course. How long did that last? I mean, that, that, that struggle. Well, like I said, you know, it was something coming, a long time coming, really. It was, um, you could tell that she wasn't into it anymore. And, you know, that's tough, you know. Because we're um, was she able to separate you from Arch Enemy in that? <laughs> I think she separated us from us both. Yeah, eventually. But I mean, how that turned out. But I mean, uh, you know, when that final discussion happens, is it like, well, okay, you know, that it becomes like a negotiation? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we're actually still. She's still managing the band. We still get along. So well, know. I know, but that breakup thing—I <laughs> mean—that's got to be part of the conversation right from the get-go. <laughs> yeah, but it was all very. Again, it was all very uh, maturely handled. I'd say it was. Uh, it wasn't a big drama that you might expect. Well, yeah, the fact that you guys are still able to work together just sort of proves yeah. that. Yeah, sort of. Take, yeah, definitely. You know. But you got to get a little worried when she like sends you out on the road for like fifteen weeks. You're going. You're going to the Ukraine this week. Yeah, uh, that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's the strange thing. She's sending us to like you know countries that are at war and stuff. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Have fun. They're gonna love you there. Uh, make sure that Alyssa wears a burqa. All right, it's gonna be. <laughs> Draw. Yeah, you just hope that like the the merch isn't like bunch of bullseyes on them, yeah, you know right. that sort of thing. Mm. <laughs> that's, no, I like to think it's uh, a friendly atmosphere. I don't really, I don't have any enemies as far as I'm concerned. How ironic! 
<laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> well, yeah, because of the name of the band. Oh. Well, Arch, Arch Enemy. Yeah. Album called War Eternal. He has. He, he likes everybody. Who would have thunk it? I don't, I don't love everybody, but I don't really... I, I try to just shut out negative people, negative... Um, I just try to move on, you know? Yeah. Well, g- give us one of two things. Either somebody that you really hate or something we can add to the personal uh, section of your Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> I like long walks in the forest. Wikipedia will not accept that. Yeah, sun- <laughs> sunsets or sunrises. Which, uh, <laughs> well, the new record is, is, is really stellar, man. And congratulations on uh, you know, putting such a cool thing together with, uh, with Alyssa and, the, and just the way it's all shaped up, man. We appreciate you taking the time out today, Dave. Cheers. Thank you very much. Sucks podcast today. In times of endless wars, the 
Latest right there from the Titan, the orchestral version from Septic Flesh right there. Um, you really... I dig it. You really are in love with it. Me, I'm sort of meh with it. You know, I don't know. You fell asleep watching them on uh, 70,000 Tons I, I, I of did, Metal. I did, but so. they went on at like three in the morning or something. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> Actually, it was kind of funny. I, I enjoyed it. It was kind of funny seeing how many people were like passed out <laughs> during a death metal show. <laughs> like, I'm like, wow, that's... You've... Wow, you really sleep. As Good for you. As awful as that sounds, they were probably the biggest, uh, like for me, like surprise. I, I didn't expect anything from them. Yeah, they were a lot, lot, a lot better, better than, than I, I had yeah. expected, to, to say the least, because yeah. I had never seen them before. So that that was a first, and they they were pretty good. And I do dig this record. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I just feel like the orchestral thing is thrown on a little bit more than than I had, had expected. So, but you know, they're moving in a direction, man. They're trying new things. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't it like their third album with it's orchestra great. on it? Or I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that big of a fan. Yeah. So I, I don't really know their music that much, unfortunately. I'm but. looking forward to listening to the rest of the album. Yeah, I need to go back and and, and pick up some of the other stuff as well. Mm, indeed. Uh, let's see. This. Uh, well, we're going to talk about this segment. Oh, we're going to talk about the Between the Bear Old and Me. stuff. We have an interview with Dan Briggs coming up here on the Metal Sucks podcast very soon because we want yeah, to talk to him about Tree Escapes because that's his other project that he's doing that's saxophone, bass. You keep on saying well, Tree Escapes and it, it, uh, it's Trio Escapes. It's Trio Escapes. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying it fast. Yeah, I know, but it sounds like but Tree Escapes, is which a, is a totally cooler name. No, it, you are the second person who said that, yeah. though, that, that they made that mistake with the way I, I pronounce it, though. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about that. We're going to interview him and talk to him about that. And I can't remember if we if we got into what what Paul Wagner actually talked about, uh, Heavy Blog is Heavy, or not. I think we talked a little bit about this, uh, about the subject, about playing old oh, stuff yeah, in their we set. Do. We do. But, but I don't think he's ever said anything in there as divisive as, we are not going to play old stuff in our set, which is what he told, what Paul Wagner told Heavy Blog is Heavy. And it, it's, it's gotten a little bit of a virality to it, if you will, because people are sort of up in the air. 
um, regarding the fact that you'd have a band like Between the Bear and Me not play any of their old music. And to me, uh, Vince wrote a little opinion piece about it as well, and I completely disagree with him. So, so what did Vince say? Basically, the idea is <clears throat> is that the, the band explained uh, this uh, in these terms. Uh, the, let's see. To clear up any recent new pose, uh, quote, uh, we are an active band and we continue to write new music and this happens uh, as this happens older material begins to become less relevant uh, to what we are currently doing if you've seen us multiple times over the last four to five years you've probably noticed that we only play one or two uh, one or play two or three pre-color songs those few songs are fan favorites and i'm sure we will still bust them out from time to time unfortunately we will we, when we add some of the more obscure older songs to our set, they either distract, detract from the, sh- the flow of the show or just generally go over like a fe- wet fart at a funeral. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so that's from the band. Right. All right. And, and basically, you know, Vince is sort of agreeing with that. The idea that they've grown past, uh, they've grown past the music. They deserve to be able to move on and musically, artistically, that's not what they're doing right now. It all makes sense. And me, I'm saying from a fan perspective that you need to shut the fuck up and play Selkie's. <laughs> All right, shut the fuck up and play Selkies because that's the fucking song that made people love you, and you need to you need to suck it up. You think you think right that, now? You think that would go over like a wet fart when they no, play it? No, fuck no, it wouldn't go over like a wet fart. The entire crowd at at the show we were at was calling for them to fucking play Selkies, and, and they I didn't don't do it. And they didn't do it. Do you think they just hadn't been rehearsing it? And this is the only town in in the world that I think wants that song. I think they're making a fucking point. Is what they're doing? Oh, they're like, screw you. We're gonna play what we want to play. I think they're gonna play what they're gonna play, and I and I don't and I can't hold that against them i get i get that why they i get what he's saying and sure I get you can what, hold it against them you just don't show up the next time they come down. <laughs> yeah fuck you dude no well, well no not as a fuck you but as a no. like look if i'm paying money to see you i want to see what i want to see and that's sort of the respect that's the way i look at it and i don't think they need to incorporate it into their set i'm not saying that it needs to be into the flow of what they're doing they could play the entire fucking album in farts if they wanted to and that's fine but if you're coming out for an encore Give me something, man. Right. Give, give the crowd something. You know, at least pay respect to the the songs that made you who you are. Right, and that's sort of what where I kind of lose it. I think that that part of that process to get to being where you are now is that you've got to pay respect to what you have done in the past. And if you don't, then you're just sort of going, meh. Fuck everybody who's been here since day one. Yes and no. I'm going to kind of disagree with you a little bit because I would normally totally agree with you, but I want I, Mr. Bungle, right? Put out the first album filled with all these John Zorn-esque awesome tunes, uh, Stub-A-Dub, uh, Egg, you know, all these awesome songs, right? They put on one of the greatest, wildest, awesomest concerts ever on that tour. They come around next tour with, was it Disco Volante? Mm. I think it's the name of the second album, mm. which is like almost unlistenable. Right, almost unlistenable album, and they the entire show was nothing but uh, but Disco Volante. The whole crowd is cheering, "Girls love porn, girls love porn, girls." One of the great songs from the first album, right? And Patton takes the microphone to the back by the, the whole band gathers around the drum set, mm-hmm. and he's got the microphone like it's almost like accent. He's like, "Man, I, I hate that song. I'm not playing that song. I don't want to play that song. You guys want to play that song?" And they're all like, no, "I don't want to play it." I'm gonna... It was hilarious, right? Because they're like discussing how much they don't want to play the song, mm-hmm. and everybody's chanting for. It. And and the whole the whole time that they're playing, everybody's like kind of bored because that album kind of sucks, right? They go off stage. Everybody sort of sort of cheers for an encore because we're not sure whether and they come out and they do this like straight up wicked awesome cover of uh everybody's working for the weekend with the lights going and everything and the place just blows up All right, so, so, what's your point my point is is that it ends up being a story i remember that concert like 20 odd years later because it was so yes it was an fu but it was a it was a we're going to do something on our terms and you're going to have to trust us that at the end of the day, it's going to be awesome. And they were right. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I get, I get conceived. So I, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I, I'm saying between the, I want to, I want to hear the old shit. I, I mean, I get it. I want to hear the old shit. I, I don't it. give a shit. I want to hear the old shit. Fuck it. your artistic, whatever. Fuck you. I want to hear the, I want to hear the old shit. Okay. Well, I think if between the buried and me played the new stuff and did something awesome and said, this is going to be even better than wasting our time with stuff we don't want to play. You'd walk away going from it. Man, they didn't play Selkies, but they did that 
thing and it was freaking awesome and i'll never forget it and then you wouldn't be complaining yeah i don't know but if they fail at that then then you know then they got to play the old stuff i don't know man i'm sort of in the i'm sort of in the inclined to say no i i I think uh i think you're at a point where you've got a big enough library that you can sort of um yeah bring some of that stuff up and i don't think i need to hear all the shit off of silent circus or anything like that but you know my my point is is that if Every once in a while, you got to pull out Mordecai. Every I, once in a while, you got to pull out Selkies. Every once you, you got to do it, man. I mean, every once in a while, you got to do it. Wouldn't it be great if, like, Between the Buried and Me, they don't want to play their old stuff, so they just, like, hire a Between the Buried and Me cover band to that does nothing but to open up for them, just do the old stuff. <laughs> just play all the old See, now I like that idea. Yeah. Now that's actually kind of brilliant. And then it'd be and, hilarious and if and people and are paying to see the cover band. More and than and then every once in a while, you have one of the one of the members of Between the Buried and Me come out and play those songs with them. Even so, better. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's all damn breaks who come out on stage. Well, just damn between the buried me, their audience is like so devoted that like three hours of between the buried mu- music, we're totally in. Right? I was there from start to finish. I watched them till the last note was done. You know, not and and I don't care. I, they were awesome. They were great. It was an amazing performance. I love watching them anyway. It's a, you know, I'm not going to not go see them because they're not going to play old shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's not well, like counting it's, on that, but uh, exactly. So I, I'm not going to pull that back because I love the band so much. So I get where they're coming from and I get that it's not where they are. And but I understand, you, I understand it. But at the same time, as a fan, as somebody who's a fan of the band saying that you're never going to go back and do those things because you're past that now. Well, you know and and that it you're not and that it alienates fans or it alienates people who may not have understood or heard the music before is sort of a big fuck you to the people who were there and actually did support you and did buy your albums and did put it on the radio and did do all that stuff for the band when it was there because those things were there it's it's totally valid then it should be totally valid now and you grow you have growth you have all kinds of you you can go in tons of directions you know, we were talking about Mastodon earlier and, and directions that those guys have gone in. If you go back and you listen to Remission versus The Hunter, they're two different fucking bands. It's yep. like it's a whole, it's like night and day. But they'll still play March of the Fire Ants. They'll still play, they'll still go back and they'll play these old fucking songs as part of their set because they know where they they're they're treading on ground that they have tread before well, so they, got, they got some leftover copies of the old <laughs> they need to sell at the merch table yeah not many man <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, no they're selling it on their ebay garage sales do you think that they're that between the buried me at some point are gonna like do like a, a like pick one of those old albums and do that tour totally you know uh, that, that's gonna be exactly you want to hear selkies i see we're how doing this, the selkies tour i see how it goes and that's exactly what it's sort of setting it up for is that okay by the way you like that then come see us on this yeah. tour because we're going to play this album back to front and they're going to spend years saying oh no we're never going to do it because we've grown out of that grown yeah. out of that grown out we're never going to go back and then at some point they're going to go you know we were looking around and we started really enjoying the old stuff so we thought we'd do it and it's just a cash grab but you well, know well, it's all good or they just get to the point where they just got nothing new, new creatively and people don't want to buy their records right. so we got to go back and exactly. tread over that ground you get into a metallica iron maiden sort of spot where it's like, by the way, uh, we don't like your new shit. So just yeah. play the old stuff. Well, that's all think, we want to hear. And I think that you know, basically, if the audience wants to hear the old stuff, what you got to do is not go see them until they come out and say, "We're going to play the old stuff." Mm, Collectively, maybe. that's what you need to do. Or you know, the people the, have spoken. We don't like new it, coke. And the, I guess the other idea is too is that they're they're doing that. They want to leave the audience wanting more. You don't give the audience what they want because if you give them what they want, then they're satiated and they're satisfied. Well, they think that the audience are willing to. to the, 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 they think that like they've gotten on a vehicle, they're going in a particular direction, and either you get on with them or you don't. And if you're stuck way back there, then tough. Go listen to the CD. But for us, we're all going on this journey. And you're going to come with us together. We're going to do it together, and and then they're going to ride. You know, and that and that's that's what their sort of belief is from now on on my regular terrestrial radio show all i'm going to do is play pre-alaska between the bear and me no more new stuff there you go it's going to be just old stuff from now on because (laughs) i think that it's all about silent circus you you know this progression that you get no i'm done yeah i'm done sorry guys that's what i want to do thank goodness for recording thank goodness for recordings right if all we had were live shows, it would eh, that would suck. No, I don't know, man. I, I I can sort of see both sides of it, and I try to see both sides of it. But really, I'm thinking. You just want to hear the song. I'm thinking about it from uh, from a fan perspective. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm a rabid fan about certain bands, but man, 
tell you what when uh, i it's sort of the least of it when it comes to when it comes to bands i think about just some of the other guys that are out that go to shows around here and how uh <laughs> how just adamant they are about things yeah it's like damn dude that that's that that's that's a pisser that's that's kind of a pisser i for think the crowd is chanting the song you, you know, look at look at the encore as like an, a sort of add-on, you know? And that's and what I'm saying. Throw, that's, throw that, people a bone. Yeah, that's the add-on. That's where you play the thing. Yeah. I mean, I, when I saw them, I guess, um, on that tour, on the Alaska tour, which I've seen, you know, so I've seen that album played when they were doing it on tour. Um, I think they did, did they do, I think they did the Soundgarden cover from Anatomy Of. I think they did that on there for their encore. So they did like Day I Try to Live as the encore. Hmm. And that's something that I would never expect to see ever again. Yeah. So that kind of thing, I totally get it. Where you can't you can't go back and do that. But yeah. But come on, it would have been cool to see between the Barry and me do full on Kevin's mom. The quote unquote hit song. Yeah, I think you could probably play that as an encore, man. Yeah, but do you think they realize that it's a hit song? It doesn't sound like they do. Oh no, they got. <sighs> it does, well that from that quote, it made it sound like they're like. Uh, yeah, well, you know, nobody likes that song, so everybody looks like it's a wet fart. So we we're not playing it. That's pretty much what they're saying. Now, either they're they're deaf to the audience, or perhaps they've had a bad experience with it, or perhaps they're just basically trying to justify it in their own minds. Yeah, maybe we'll find out a little more about that being deaf to the audience thing in our interview with Dan Briggs when it's on the show in a couple of weeks. Or next week, or, or, next week whenever. or whenever. I, I don't know when the hell I'm going to put all this stuff in here, man. <laughs> I don't know. We got we get tons of interviews coming up, man. That's awesome. Uh, so hopefully we'll be talking to uh, every time I die. Maybe um, who else we got coming? I don't know. It's, it's summer, chariot, right? It's summer. Oh, 60, no, 68 68? is uh, is uh, Josh from the Chariots' new band uh, and a couple other bands. Uh, who else? But thanks uh, very much to. Um, Michael Amit from yes. uh, from Arch Enemy for being our guest this week and putting up with us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. He thought we were funny. That guy's good, man. He's good. Even <laughs> even even got the podcast name right in the middle of it. That yeah, bravo. <laughs> good job, Michael Amit. Got to tell you what, man. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, just search Metal Sucks Podcast. You will find us. Uh, you can always uh, leave a, leave a review. You can uh, comment or whatever. If there's a topic or something that you think we need to be talking about, make sure you hit us up on the Twitter box because that's probably the fastest way. I'm at Bearded Ape. I'm at Godless Speaks and, and on Spotify. And, uh, oh, hey, all right. Is it at? Is that how do they find you on Spotify? I believe so. People I, are finding me. I, I don't know. I'm. They're hitting me up. I it's gave cool. up. I totally gave up on Spotify. So. Oh, see, I dig it. Yeah, I, I was a subscriber for a while, but I'm done. Yeah, that band that beat Spotify. Did you hear about that? The what, what? The band that beat Spotify. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With silence, silence. Yeah. Yes, best idea ever. It got shut down. I know <laughs> because they beat them. Brilliant. <laughs> but uh, until next week, I am Chuck. I am Godless, and this has been another episode of the Metal Sucks Podcast. Mm-hmm.